everybody, and welcome back to Under Review, a brand new episode, episode number 17. And as you can see, if you're watching on the YouTube, we have a um, guest, Clayton Davis. Clayton, how are we? Yo, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. It's almost like I'm under review, uh, I don't know, like in a court case or something like that. <laughs> I'm being I'm being investigated by two of the homies, you know what I mean? So Yeah, Clayton. Uh, I'm really actually- looking forward to it. <laughs> Clayton is a huge fan. He's always commenting on our stuff. We did live streams and we were answering some of his questions. So we only thought it was necessary to bring him on. I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. Jeremy, on the other end, how are we? No, the Knicks look like they're going back to their old ways. but (laughs) And the Giants are probably going to be eliminated tomorrow. So I'm doing great. (laughs) <laughs> well, let's not say probably. Let's let's keep our fingers crossed because we don't know yet, but we will discuss the situation in just a little bit as we have ton on board today. It starts with some NBA basketball. We'll get deeply into the New York Knicks, some Christmas Day games, and of course, we'll talk about some overall rookie rookie performances. How has the draft panned out so far in the first couple games of the season? Some NFL as Clayton is a huge Steelers fan, and he has a lot to say after their Owen their eleven and O start, then resulting in three straight losses. And then the, de- the debate that we will get into at the end. But let's start with the New York Knicks. The first game started pretty well for the New York Knicks, but however, ended the usual result. R.J. Barrett was very, very good, scoring almost at will. But I'll swing things over to Jeremy really quickly. Jeremy, let's talk about this loss to the Indiana Indiana. I mean, Masters. everything's already just going the Knicks way. because No, not the, the classic Knicks way, not like a positive swing. Because Emmanuel quickly was probably the most hyped up player coming out of preseason I and mean, then coming into the regular season. And then he gets hurt immediately yeah, in the first half. Tough. The offense was running really well with him in the first half. News were up by five at halftime in that game. Then all of a sudden, Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis went off. They couldn't stop them. Nerlens Noel and Mitchell Robinson had each 3,000 in the first half. That was awful. Mitchell Robinson had 3,006 minutes. RJ Barrett was great. That's definitely a highlight. 11 for 16, 26 points, eight, eight assists, five rebounds. Julius Randle, almost a triple double that was pretty nice to see but it, but the problem is like it always has been with the Knicks is they don't really have a point guard Alfred Payton was not good yesterday Frank Nielakina off the bench really didn't do much in the fourth quarter so once quickly got hurt they really didn't have somebody who was consistently running the offense especially the yeah the offense well at all and that resulted in a loss today Obi Toppin the two rookies Toppin and quickly are probably out against the 76ers which is weird Obi Toppin who is known for his high-flying dunks and his, his athletic ability, was shooting these high-arcing threes all game in, in the opener. He made a few of them, but it was, it was just very strange. They're, meanwhile, both rookies are out today, so I'm going to assume Frank Nielakina or Dennis Smith Jr. is going to get more time off the bench. Regardless, it's going to be another ugly loss for the Knicks today as they play the 76ers and tomorrow because they play the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I th- Oh, can I, can I? Yeah, no, no, go, go, go. go, Okay. So what I was going to say with Jeremy is that like this team, you got to let them process like what, what is happening, right? It's a new head coach, Tom Thibodeau. And there, and a lot of, you know, a lot of new players that are coming in, you got to let them form into a system and let them build some team chemistry before you can criticize them. Personally, that's what I think. Um, yeah, Obi Toppin shooting those high-arcing three-pointers. It's like, what is going on there? But it doesn't make sense. There, you know. Listen, you go step by step. This is a this isn't a, a season-long process. This is a year-long process, right? So if you can, it, it'll be a while, right? And I think that with the with Tom Thibodeau and him being a defensive prowess, like definitely a defensive-minded head coach, defensive-oriented. I think once they get into their own, they'll, they'll be fine. I think that you just got to give them a little bit of time. They're playing the Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers are a tough team. Um, so just Sixers and the Bucks. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, if they can win, let's just say 35 to 40 games, right? That's like the goal, right? That's a, that's a win. Above that's a win of a that's season. That's above 500. <laughs> but, but that's a little bit less. You could do it. It's possible. It's possible. The East isn't that great. And I think the Knicks can pull it off. You know, I, I think wish that I had your confidence. <laughs> it's it's tough, but I I somewhat agree with Clay. I think that this is a huge process, and realistically, the talent is coming. It's not like there's yeah. no talent on this roster. If you look at their starting five and what they have on the bench, this team can produce, and they will win some games this year. It will get a lot better. And Jeremy is in the process of showing us his RJ Barrett. Absolutely jersey. beautiful. Barrett was very very good, and I want to touch on what Jeremy 
touched on the OB top and shooting. It doesn't make sense because he shot seven three pointers. Meanwhile, he missed nine total shots. And yes, he is a flashy dunker, a slashing type of forward. And yet he was shooting, which doesn't make sense. It kind of looks like that should have been Kevin Knox, what his role was playing in that game. Because yeah. Knox should be the guy shooting on the wing and this and that. And Knox only played 18 minutes. So with Obi Toppin potentially not playing tonight, Knox will get in. And this is, me and Jeremy have talked about this. Knox needs to prove himself this year if he wants to be in the New York Knicks uniform next year, rather in an NBA uniform next year. Because his his production is looking like he's going to be a bust and he needs to produce at a much higher rate. And yeah, it's awkward because you talked about how they don't really have a true point guard when quickly left the game. All the talk was the Knicks have too many guards coming into this season. So how tables have turned already after the first game. Funny story in terms of plus minus, there are two players who are plus minus the all game all two who are positive in plus minus all game quickly who only played 12 minutes and Alec Burks. The journeyman Alec Burks was a plus four with played 31 minutes off the bench. Do uh, you maybe start him over Reggie Bullock tonight? Maybe. Maybe. How, but however, Julius Randle is only a minus five. He had 17 points, shot almost 50%, and had nine rebounds, nine assists. Like we, there was so much Randall slander for me in the offseason and previous season. If he could play like that and just, just distribute and take smart shots all game, I'm totally down for some more Julius Randall action. I think the problem is with the Knicks, they don't have any shooters. There's no, no they, there's no they shooters. got they got some Bullock is a shooter and Alec. I mean, Kirk's I guess, but like, is he really going to be like the top guy for the team? Yeah, he's just a journeyman. Like, it seems like, like in the NBA now, you Alec obviously Burks, just need guys you gotta that are, focus on the rookies. That's you what need that's guys what who are going to be able to just walk up R- to the R- perimeter R- or catch R- into R- the perimeter all day. RJ's my guy. It's RJ's all about RJ. That's and it, RJ's got a stroke. It's like, that's what you have to build around. I literally knew it as soon as this guy came out of the draft last year. I literally have his jersey as well. I wore it all day yesterday just because I wanted to wear a jersey. And um, he was he's the most important piece right now. You have to build around RJ because you know, like listen, last year he may not have been what you expected. He was good before year, the season. Down, first game of the season. Around. Sorry, what'd you say? He was coming around before the season got such a shutdown, too. Mm-hmm. He had a great game against Houston. He has all the talent in the world to succeed in the NBA. And the Knicks need to know that they need to build around him. He can shoot the ball, he can get to the he can get through the lane on command, and he can pass the ball. And realistically, he rebounds the ball as well. He's a triple double type of build a player. And this is what the New York Knicks need to build around. And that's exactly direction they need to ascend in. And I think that Obi Toppin and Emmanuel quickly, like once they, you know. Get rid of their injuries and everything like that. that They can they can be pieces that build up RJ Barrett. That's what that's what can happen. I think quickly can be that point guard that finally saves the organization. And plus, Austin Rivers are still waiting for him to come back from injury. That's true too. Mm -hmm. And he's a guy who can run. Who's just been a veteran off the bench guy for so long. He's a hungry. He's a hungry veteran. He wants to be in New York, and that's exactly what the Knicks need. People who want to play with them. Yeah. So, let's move forward. We got still plenty to talk about. Let's go move over to the Christmas Day games. And the Christmas Day games weren't as much as expected. They were a little bit boring, but we garbage. still, are, of course, <laughs> are going to talk about them. Let's start with the f- game, uh, the first game that was happening yesterday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, and that was the Pelicans taking on the Heat and the reigning East cha- Eastern Conference champions went back to business, got their first win of the season, even up the record at 1-1. One and one. Let's talk about that game. I'll swing it to Clay first. Duncan Robinson. Unbelievable. 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 I mean, that's that's the whole point. You know what's funny about him? He actually went – did you guys know he went to Williams College? Yes. You guys know First that? he went yeah. to Williams College and then – And that's who, uh, that's who Ithaca beat in the playoffs. Yeah, we both covered that. We both covered their women's no, team. No, didn't we lose to them? We did lose to them. We yeah, lost Williams them in the 32. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they beat yes. Ithaca. Yeah. Ethan and I did the pre- and post-game for that. That was really fun. And what's funny about him also – I know, I know we're talking about the game, but with him, he was actually supposed to be – he like – he like messaged a guy on Twitter or something about like him wanting to be like a sports analyst. And then really? he eventually was able to wean his way to Michigan and then get to the NBA. And he's got a crazy story. Did he, sh- he made six three pointers in the first half. Yeah, that was a record. And then he just needed one more in like a quarter and a half. And he, to make he it didn't the play that he, well. He mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it didn't really matter because they blew him out. But just mm-hmm. he was so dominant. And it, it, it's so great to see that finally – we don't have a team that is so centered around like this big three environment, this big three method. They're a fun team to watch. They're a fun team to watch. It's all mm-hmm. these different guys and, you know, Avery Bradley, like it's, it's just a lot of fun to have. I, it's a, it's a fun team. 
if the Pelicans didn't have such a bad second quarter, they would probably be very much so in the game. Zion Williamson was great. He's, you can't <laughs> stop him on the, on the way to the basket. You really can't. Just, Zion, he's, man, he is living up to expectation right now. As long as he can keep himself on the court and be healthy, this guy is going to be absolutely filthy this year and years to come. And who also was very filthy is Brandon Ingram. He's, Someti- he's played sometimes that's, that's a nasty little dude. He gets there. a little too jump shot happy sometimes, Ingram, but he's a good player. Yeah, he really is. He can slash the rim too. He he, yeah. he he's got yeah he's got both. Those I was styles. excited to watch uh, Tyler Hero play yesterday. He did not do good. He did he not was do shooting good. very lackluster yesterday. And he's one of my he's one of my favorite guys on the team. And he's fun to watch because he usually can get to the basket whenever he wants. He's got a great jump shot. But the highlight that I absolutely love about this team. When you look at the Miami Heat and you think of who their best player is, because you probably have to pick someone to be their best player, most likely you're looking at Jimmy Butler to be that yeah, guy. That guy. And the fact that he only scored four points yesterday and this team still won he by a, that much of a margin is so impressive for me. So hurt. impressive for me. Because that just shows not the best player on the team. If he doesn't do well, this team can still succeed. That happened in the playoffs where he didn't have a great game and this team still won. And even when, and when he did good, it was just, wow, like this team right now. It's because Butler got hurt. That's why. Oh, I completely forgot he left the game in like the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did. Oh wow! Well, they still played without him. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, him. it doesn't matter. And also, like even with these young guys, you got Igudala too. He can step up as well. Yeah, he's it's a spot it's crazy. It's crazy how many great role players that they have. And that's what the Knicks need is they need role players that can actually play instead of Reggie Bullock and Frank Nielakina. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like that yeah, veteran it's really presence. fun to watch. Oh, I have some breaking exactly. news. Daniel Jones is going to start tomorrow against Baltimore. Yes. That's awesome. Let's that's go. cool. I mean, as long as he's healthy, that's all I want. I don't want him not being able to move out of the pocket. Yeah. You I guys think he can win? That no. I mean, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> no. but like, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to game number two. And that was the Warriors taking on the Bucks, And the Warriors struggles continue. Oh my you got to feel for Steph Curry after this one. This was a assault. 138 Curry to 99. Curry hasn't, hasn't played much, very well either himself. No. He really hasn't. Two for 10 from three. I mean. That was Curry, what's going I mean, this is I mean, this is the question I'm gonna ask you guys. You know how like everybody says that like Harden is not an elite player, he's not on like LeBron and uh, he's criticized for that. Yeah, he's criticized for that. Do you think it's the same situation where Steph Curry is not at that caliber either? And it's just that he's got Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and Kevin Durant when he was there and Demarcus Cousins. Is is that the reason why? Like, I don't, I don't think, no, I think Curry has his respect. Because Curry's play. been there. He has a bunch of rings. He's been the MVP, I believe in the finals. He's just, he's been that guy for so long that finally now he's kind of just dealing with a little stunt right now with this team. You think he's so? With players okay. he's never played before in his life. This whole starting lineup he's never played with before. It's crazy. Curry's been two for 10 from three in his, in both of the games he's played. So he's four for 20 to start off. Garbage. Wiseman <laughs> did shoot, Wiseman did shoot three for four, but then you have Wiggins from three, 0 for four. Pascal, 0 for three. Wiggins Oubre, over five. Bismarck. Jordan Poole, one for six. Molder, one for four. Marcus Chris, over two. This team doesn't shoot. They can't shoot. They can't and that's shoot. that's just a different team that Steph Curry's ever played on. He's always played on guys where he can lean on a little bit more. Like if he doesn't have the three, he'll give it off to Clay Thompson, and Clay Thompson's on the other wing for three. It's a different story. And I think Curry will get used to it because listen, at the end of the day, he's gonna go down as not only the best shooters to ever do it, but he's going to be probably a top 20 player to ever play this game, in my opinion, right now. And he could keep up moving on the leaderboards. I think he'll adapt and it'll take some time. He's played against some very good East teams to start and it'll get easier for him. I think the days are over when Steph Curry was shooting ridiculously for 50 feet out. He's going to have to play a different game. The NBA has caught up to him, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, everybody everybody can shoot now. Every he, team can shoot. He changed the game for everybody else. And now he's just got to catch up you can't innovate anymore they can't they can't mm-hmm. innovate e- even with just him there they, unless they he starts shooting from like the other free throw line like <laughs> 75 foot shots oh my god imagine that and shooting full court shots <laughs> and then it's like oh you gotta play full court defense now <laughs> <laughs> that would be the day right that would be crazy so let's talk about the box because we could talk a bunch about the Warriors, but the box got their first win of the season and they're in quest for an Eastern conference championship because Giannis, even after winning the, the most valuable player for the second time last year, he was very upset. He's hungry. He signed the max contract. He wants to be a buck. He played good. He played. Okay. It's the same. It's the same old, same old, right? Mm-hmm. Same old, like Chris, same old, but they got Chris the shooting great from three. Chris Middleton was unbelievable. 31 points, shot six for eight from three. 
But Giannis collected the double double. You just got what it, they just did their job. You know, at the end of the day, they they, they, they were better than the, the Warriors and they did their job. I mean, that's the same thing. And then, I mean, you add Drew Holiday, right? And he's very good, but like, can mm-hmm. he change the team? How they already are? I mean, they're already. I think he's better than top Bledsoe. three in the East. Look, look, look how Bledsoe looked yesterday against New Orleans. He oh was, my god, against yeah. Miami, he was brutal. Brutal, brutal. Yeah, One for nine, yeah. So. These games are moving quick. These discussions are moving quick because these games were honestly not great yesterday. I mean, how much did they win by? Like almost 40? Did they win yeah, by like 30 It's crazy because 39. the Warriors were keeping it within 10 throughout most of the first half. They yeah. couldn't lose either game. The second half, they just couldn't keep up. Yeah, you got it on the money. True. Right uh-huh. So let's move on. We got Nets taking on Brooklyn. And this should, this realistically that's could be a matchup that's going to be so much fun to watch all year round because these are the two teams that are just going to dog it out each every time they play each other. And Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were too much to handle. Too, too much, much to, to handle. handle. And I know, listen, towards the rest, towards the season goes on, Kemba Walker will come back and it will even up the matchup a little bit. But they got dominated. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are going to be a problem. Problem. My, my two least favorite teams in the league going at it yesterday. And I mean, <laughs> it, it, the, the idea is that even even without like Durant and 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 Kyrie, they're still a good team. Remember, they were the seventh last year. In the they bubble, were they in the were solid last year. Yeah, they weren't Ka- bad. Karis Levert is nasty, and now he's, he's just nasty. being a role player, which is incredible because he's already a really good player. J- Jared Allen's pretty good. Joe Jared Joe Allen. Harris can shoot. Spencer oh, Dimwitty's Spen- Spencer Dimwitty's back from his injuries. These guys are these guys are all star caliber players. This this roster is very very good. Very very good. And the scariest part, Jeremy, I'll swing this to you. Let's talk about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant looks like he had no Achilles injury. Achilles injuries take play- players out of their careers. P- players don't come back from Achilles injuries. Kevin Durant acts like he hasn't been phased. Yeah, I'll admit so far I'm wrong. I thought he wouldn't be the same guy. But I think also part of it is, and you have to give credit to him, he really took the time in, reco- in recovering from the injury. Like He potentially could have played in the playoffs in the bubble last year but he's like all right let me just take this time off make sure i'm completely ready for 2020 2021 and i think it's paid off so far they look very scary there's really no weak spots on that team right now and i i i really think the only team that could potentially beat them right now are the clippers or the lakers it seems as if it really does clay what do you think i think the bucks could do the bucks i agree with jeremy i I don't i I don't know about that but i think that i i think they'll be the top i think they'll be the top team yeah, I think it seems the only team that can compete with them in the uh, in the Atlantic Division is probably the Celtics. The Knicks. But that's no, I'm kidding, 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 kidding. I was about to say the Knicks. The Knicks, yeah. No, it's Toronto Raptors. Watch the, the Pascal the, the, Siakam. I, I guarantee you, the Knicks will have one game against the Nets, where they might not necessarily win, but it's gonna be really unnecessarily close. Honestly, I kind of agree with that. That's what happened in like, years past. The Knicks would do stuff like that. <laughs> like they there really was a game would. a couple of years ago where the Knicks somehow beat them, uh, the Bucks, and, 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 they, and they beat the Lakers twice the year before. It was it was. The Knicks always have these games that, and last year they almost beat the Clippers in LA. Like they have these games. Yeah, like I remember they, that. Mm-hmm. It, it's unnecessarily close games happen with the Knicks all the time. Yeah, absolutely. The Knicks would always do some stuff like that just to break your heart in the fourth quarter. Oh, always, always. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just the New York. It's a New York sport theme. Um, uh, I think just one point. I guess with the Celtics, I guess I'm a Celtics fan, but like, I don't know. It's just like, I, I don't know, like. Tatum's good, Brown's good, but like I think they're I think they're gonna be good. I honestly I, I, I think know. they're a little underrated because they got they got guys who can play like Marcus Spart. And I know Jeff Benches. Teague is a little washed up in this league, but he can still play basketball. They just don't Tice is not that bad. They don't this have team, that I think they're gonna be though, Ethan. They just Sorry, don't have you? it. They don't have that centerpiece. That's the problem. They don't I, have that. I, they I should on... be able to get it though with Jalen Brown and Tatum. They should be able to get it and they should have success. They should be a top three team in the East at the end of the year. They should. I I went on my for our friend Noah Schwartz's podcast, his personal podcast on Belly Up Sports yesterday, and mm-hmm. he was telling me he really is not high in the Celtics at all because he thinks they have no bench. I actually listened to that. I listened yeah, to that segment. Yeah, I think he posted yeah. on Instagram. I was listening. I just think that they're a little bit more rounded than people think. They have role players that can play. Like Jeff I think T. they have a good. I think they have a good bench. I think Jeff T played well. I really like him mm-hmm. personally. Yeah, and, and they'll get Kemba Walker back, and, and then it'll move Jeff Teague down a little bit. This team isn't like isn't completely. I like terrible. Brad Stevens for that team too. He'll he'll make it work. Mm-hmm. But like, it's really at the point where like sign Tristan Thompson too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They should have got Miles Turner. They almost got him mm-hmm. for Gordon Hayward. And the thing is, right? 
yeah, like you'll win, like you'll do well in the East. You can maybe like make it to the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. but it's really at this point you have all your pieces there. It's championship or bust. It's yeah, it really is. You're right it, because it really is. And yeah, you're right because Tatum is emerging right now into one exactly. of the best, and you need to win with him at this. Have point. they extended him yet? Yeah, they have. Yeah, I think it's a five year. Yeah, you got a uh, massive max. Yeah, massive deal. But and then listen, they have like one of the league's best players coming off the bench too, Taco Fall. Why not play him? Why not give him? Why don't play him? He's the biggest guy. You'll just stand on the rack. I know his defense is atrocious. Yeah, that's true. I think it's just that, like, yeah. Well, actually, I kind of disagree on that. I think it's just if, like, they need like a stop. Ah, Yeah, it's stamina issues. It's like weird. It's like basically having a meme on a team. He's he's literally too big. (laughs) Like to to a point, he's a little too big. It's kind of like I I mean, you guys might disagree with this, but it's kind of like having Vince Carter. It's like, yeah, like it, uh, Vince Carter used to be like really good. And like, oh, nowadays, know. Vince Carter. Yeah, yeah nowadays, Vince Carter. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's like a meme. Like, I don't know. Of course. So let's continue the movement on to the second to last game of the year. I mean, not of the year, not, not even close to the year, of oh the God. day of Christmas Day. And it was don't the Los Angeles point. Lakers versus the Dallas Mavericks. The highlight of this game was Luka Doncic versus LeBron James because of all the rumors, Luka Doncic has just been so good. LeBron even asked him to sign a shoe deal with Team LeBron, the first ever member. Obviously, these guys have very mutual respect for each other. In my opinion, Luka will eventually be recognized as one of the, one of the best players in the league. If not right now, he is. Mm-hmm. But the Lakers won by storm 138 to 115. It seems like the Lakers kind of just dominated this game throughout. So if you guys want to jump into the conversation i mean there's really nothing to say i mean it's just that like there's really nothing to say i guess like i mean i guess like you could you could say like the new additions are pretty good you know Uh, dennis schroeder was very good taking the ball up i like him taking the ball but takes the pressure off lebron having to take the ball up i think it's definitely an improvement over rondo oh i mean yeah 100 percent also, Montrez Harrell, not only is his defense really well, he put up 22 points off he's the a, He's a beast underneath. He he's really thinking, is. Yeah. Kuzma played a little bit better than I thought. He had 13 points, six rebounds, and two assists. He also, shoot th- he also shot three for four from three. And him being able to shoot on the wing is very important for this team because he's going to get a lot of those opportunities when LeBron, when guys like LeBron and AD are driving into the paint and getting all the attention in the paint. He's going to be open on the wing, and he needs to be able to shoot the ball a lot more consistently than he did in the bubble because Save his time. shooting performance Definitely. wasn't – we took it to save time. I'm going to just combine this with the Clippers Nuggets game because that was also just go ahead. Clippers yeah, all day. It. Of course, I yeah. think the Clippers are going to be the better team than the Lakers this year. I said it last year, but I'm going to stick by it this season. I think they have a lot more to play for. But when you, if you're the Los Angeles Clippers, yeah. you went into last year super confident that you were going to be the LA's team, and you you fell short. You were embarrassed by Denver, and now we have rejuvenated Paul George. Kawhi is still Kawhi. I like the Nicholas Batum signing. Yeah, you Nicholas Batum was a good signing. Serge yeah. Ibaka, who's a good veteran to have on that team. Yeah, I like he's good the, too. I think Avika Zubac is a very underrated center. And I think they just have the guys. And I think Reggie Jackson will, will return to form. There's so many guys on that team I think can take that next step. And personally, I think Paul George and Kawhi will be big-time all-stars. I like them for, for number one in the West this year. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, See, I, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. but I, I don't know. You could disagree. That's fine. Yeah. I think I disagree because, <laughs> you know, listen, at the end of the day, even if they get the number one seed, which they might because LeBron in the regular season, he just, as long as he gets to the playoffs, that's all that matters for him. But so I'm not going to, I'm not going to disagree about that, but I don't think that they're the best team in the West. I think personally that they have guys in this team that don't show up in the playoffs. Paul George is a great, well-respected player, one of the best in the league, but he just doesn't show up in the playoffs. He has games where he is atrocious. How can they look? How can you rely on that? It's just inconsistent inconsistency. And the only one thing that keeps me believing in this team is Kawhi Leonard because he's done this twice. Paul George has looked very good so far this season. It yeah. just scares me because he's looked good in the regular season plenty of times, but as soon as he gets into the playoffs, he's been atrocious. And there's no signs of me showing that Paul that George, will ever change for, right now. Eight for 14, five for nine from three, plus 14, nine assists, five rebounds. Did have six turnovers, but limited his foul count to one, played 36 Listen, minutes. if he can do that in a playoff game, they'd win playoff games. Yeah, they wouldn't blow 3-1 series. Here's my point, though, Ethan. I think that, like, I think, like, being in the bubble last year, 
It had a mental, it had an emotional so toll it's on so everybody in different I, ways. I, right? I promise you, I, I'm, gonna, I, I'm almost going to guarantee you that if there was home playoff games with home crowds, exactly. the Milwaukee Bucks make the finals. And the Clippers make the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would exactly. Say the Clippers, though. I yeah, <laughs> and I think that like also the distraction of like Lou Williams going to a strip club and eating chicken wings as well. Like that's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, that's so weird. <laughs> obviously that's going to affect you so in a strange. different way. I'm not saying you know, everything should count, obviously, but it was very distorted and everybody was pretty much playing under the same playing field because everybody was feeling everybody was in the it was, it was a crazy time especially it was a crazy with the, time with the civil unrest that was going on as well that was yeah it really was but, i think was paul weird... short had a baby i think he had a baby i think too this, this, this he was reasons. getting married i remember he was he was engaged to his wife i think it's just like he was in the wrong headspace there but i, I do think, think... He'll be fine he's a great player yeah i think paul yeah, George I, not, don't get me wrong i think he's a great player as well it just concerns me his playoff past so Not let's sure. move on. We've had a decent talk. Let's before we move into the NFL, let's talk about some of the rookies. We'll talk about specifically about the first three picks. Let's start with Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball's first NBA debut. He shot Lamello, over five. Lamello Ball. Lamello. Excuse Lamello Ball. me. What did I say, Lonzo? Yeah, yeah Lonzo. Lonzo's oh, pretty excuse good. Me, Lamello Ball. <laughs> anyway, he shot 0 for 5, 0 points was not very good shooting oh, and we oh expected him to be able to shoot the basketball only had a rebound and three assists and 16 minutes said? of playing it's one game i know it's I know, one game i know Jeremy does not yourself. like him and i think he'll be <laughs> good. prepare yourselves this is going to be an everyday thing no I'm, he's, he's gonna not be, good it's he's not, not the good. end of the day it really isn't the end of the day for ball it's not it was his first not, lick of nba it, action it's i think the beginning he'll be okay. of it i'm telling you right now this guy is he's in his own head I'm, what is he in his own hut about? Yeah, I'm, what? <laughs> I'm, this is uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna succeed in this league. I don't I, I, I don't know. I, I like Char- I like Charlotte a lot. I think Gordon Hayward, like, yeah, he didn't do that great with Boston, but like Terry Rozier, it's not bad. It's and listen, it's good. It took Lon. Look, Lonzo Ball is finally becoming Lonzo a real productive guard in the league right. right now, Lonzo, and it took him like two or three years. And I think if you give this guy two or three years in the NBA, I think he'll be better than Lonzo ball. I really do. He can shoot. I'm telling you his jump shot is a lot better than what you think. There's a lot of pressure being in your first NBA game. He'll get it going. And once he gets the stroke going, he could shoot, catch and shoot very well. I don't know about pull-ups, but we saw the passes he made in the preseason. He is a very, he's got very good vision across the court. Okay, and his the, finishing is even better. Clay, go. The best uh, – no, nah, I was just – this is just a joke, but, like, the basketball brother is LiAngelo. Uh, signing with the yeah. Detroit Pistons for two days. Like, he I already, know, he's already amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this, this family's incredible. Yeah, I, <laughs> I already right. know how he's there. <laughs> so, I mean, we know that Jeremy doesn't like ball. I, I have trust in ball. I think that I, – I wanted – I, I wanted him to too. go to the Knicks very badly. Jeremy, I would, I would have. I did too. Ethan, we're on the same page. I, I would have just switched teams, honestly. Like I've been done. But here's the thing, right? <laughs> if you have Ball, right? Well, I mean, Obi Toppin's like pretty fun, and like he's a New York guy. But like, if they didn't have him, I think Lamelo would be the next guy, right? You okay. can. It's the. It's New York. You're playing big. It's the biggest city in the world. It's the greatest city in the world, right? I think you that- want you want the star power of the ball. You you want him. You Honestly, do. The guy I don't I'm, think that. Go ahead, Jeremy. My favorite rookie that was out of this draft, James Wiseman. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. Let's in, talk about him. Let's talk about him. Yeah. So I was expected, expecting him, and I it was probably a false expectation because I wanted him to be the guy who's going to bring back the monster inside the paint. I I love the people who sit block to block inside and just try to get a bunch of rebounds and get a bunch of lay-ins. Amari Stoudemire. Wiseman shooting four threes. Like you are a monster inside. <laughs> And you're playing a Milwaukee Bucks team with Brooke Lopez, who likes to stand outside outside the paint. So I was really disappointed that he was that he was playing behind the perimeter, and he did make three of those four threes. But I want him to be a ferocious Kenneth Fareed. He will be. Player. He will be. I think the problem is with James Wiseman. I think it's even harder for him to transition from college to the NBA because he had that you know he had suspension situation. for so long well, and like, like Mitchell, that. Mitchell Robinson Mitchell Robinson didn't play in college remember and he decided to take that year off the train but he literally plays block to block he doesn't shoot but listen we yeah, don't know I mean, because guess, Weissman yeah. might be able to guy maybe he's always shoot his you know he's always shot his whole career you don't know I mean unless you've done some serious research on him I know I haven't but <sighs> I mean listen the way he's yeah. been playing has been good and it'll improve because they'll get guys like Draymond Green back 
Yeah. And Kelly Oubre will turn into, will become more f- uh, familiar at home. Steph Curry will hopefully become a little bit more familiar with these new guys. This team, this Warriors team will get better week by week at the NBA season, and they'll be at its best the last week of the season, unless, of course, injuries. It'll take some time, but I really like what I saw. I think really the problem is he was very productive. You I, heard his name, and that's all you can ask for. I think the problem is, is that Steve, uh, Steve Kerr is more oriented, is more shooter oriented, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to have him take more threes and if they're not going to utilize him. Doing it though, if he's comfortable doing it though, why not? Because he did shoot three for four in his first game. But you have other shooters on the team. Do you necessarily need No, you're him? right. You're yeah. right. But it's where other role players will be playing. And yes, the Warriors looked as if they were lacking a center for the past couple years ever since JaVale McGee left and when before that before he was there so now you got your guy young stud who can be there for 15 years if you play your cards right it's just how are you going to use him and I'm fine with how he played in the first in the first two games no definitely it's interesting to see how he'll evolve he's still my pick for rookie of the year he's still my pick for rookie of the year. same here yeah, yeah I agree mm-hmm. agreed agreed so we finally agree on something <laughs> which is actually the you're the, all good people we could we could figure yeah, it out yeah we're fine we're we're <laughs> we're good we're vibing it's all good all right lastly <laughs> unless there's anyone else anyone wants to talk about we'll go to anthony edwards who's the first overall pick with the minnesota timberwolves i'll get my piece out and then i'll get out of your hair for this one and the, the timberwolves are a severely underrated team i think they're going to win more games than people think and they're going to compete for that eighth speed eighth seed excuse me write it down Carl anthony towns d'angelo russell Really good combo. They started rookie Rubio over D'Angelo Russell and then brought Russell off the bench, and it worked. Cats motivated the season. I, he experienced more tragedy than we can imagine. Yeah, I yeah, know. Really I, so I, terrible. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really rooting for the guy this season. I hope he goes off. Yeah, I know. Can you can you believe that? I mean, I, I don't know. Seven, too much. He lost seven members of his family. Can you, did Look you guys hear what he said? And he said that, like, basically that his, like, soul was ripped out of him, like, ripped out That's of his so body. Sad. How could it not be? It's the worst. How could it, it not it's, be? It's, it's terrible. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. He's going to play really hard this season. I, I think that he's going to be motivated more than ever. He's playing for his family. He's playing for his mom and I think he'll get the job done. I don't know how, f- I don't know how far they'll go, but I think they will be a playoff team. I think they will be a seven or an eight, but don't be surprised if they upset somebody like the Clippers or the Nuggets or the Lakers. Don't be I really surprised like about this that. team. I really like this team. And I'll tell you why they have a bunch of role players that can shoot the ball. Look at like, a Kobe, a Koji. I can't pronounce his name. He's a Koji, yeah. shooter. Mm-hmm. I know only shot one for four from three in the first game, but he's a very solid shooter. Culver, also a good shooter off the good bench. Shooter. He yeah, played definitely. 21 minutes and only shot one three for some reason. But he was a guy even last year who shot the ball very well on the perimeter. Those two guys you can work with very well. Obviously, you said you mix around with Rubio and Russell. Those guys are so good. Hernan Gomez, this team is yeah, Hernan Gomez is he's very underrated. He was he's really good on Charlotte. Yeah, solid, solid. No, Juancho Hernan Gomez played for Denver beforehand, and then there's Billy Hernan Gomez who played for the Knicks and then was traded to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So that's not he never played for Charlotte. Yeah. So there's Billy Hernan Gomez who played for the Knicks and the Hornets, and I think he's still on the Hornets. And then there's Juancho oh, Hernan Gomez. He, played, I didn't know there was two. I yeah, thought there was only he was, one. He was wow. supposed to be he him and him and him and Porzingis were supposed to be like the the next power forward center. Oh, yeah, combo that's on the true. Knicks. Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Training. I remember that. Yeah, them talking about that. And, and then Juancho Hernan Gomez was is is the, is the shooter, and he's on Denver and Minnesota. Oh, and, um, one last thing for Dallas, like that I just want to mention, like they're not like Porzingis is not gonna be the same, right? Like he's just that's okay. He's just I, not. I don't know. Do I, don't I know. okay? Do I, I miss Porzingis on the Knicks a little bit? But it, it, terribly no, because of these injuries. They they have they happened before the ACL. He's gonna be out for a few games, like a game a week mm-hmm. because of the knee. Yep. However, I'm upset that the Knicks didn't look for a better trade partner because they could have gotten that's so true. much more than. Dennis Smith Jr. and two players who they weren't yep. going to have at the end of the year. Yep. So and they lost Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, he was really? good. Like, I, love, I liked him. I, I, I loved have, him a lot. I he was his, good I, for the he was, he was a great player. I have his jersey from his rookie year because I, I was a big guy. He was my favorite player back in the day. Great player. Overrated. His father was really good. Yeah, his, his father, father was, was very good. Yeah, Golden State. His father yeah. was very good. Mm-hmm. So let's let's move on. Let's get off the NBA talk. That was very, very fun. Let's move on to even a more fun segment. And that's the NFL segment. And we'll start off with Clay because Clay is a little background, a ginormous Steelers fan. If you look at his Twitter, he know. is all over every <laughs> single game. Snapchat. Every oh single God. week. Oh, it's crazy. Social media. Every this week. guy is rant central about the Steelers. 
for a specific reason. This team started 11 and 0 with yeah. you can say a cupcake schedule, and now they have lost three straight. They are the first team in NFL history to just do that. Incredible stat right there. And we'll probably lose the next two. Will might I, I lose the so. next two, but the question is, they're already in the playoffs. So at the end of the day, they're doesn't matter if they don't win the division. They're playing in the playoffs. That's a win, right? That's a win, a win right there. They haven't regardless. made the playoffs in like three years. That's already a win. And listen, Mike Tomlin, he's been there. He's been to the playoffs. This is his time to shine. But is this team a one and done in the playoffs? And Clay, yes, I want to start with you. Yes, they are one hundred percent a one and done. Right. Mm-hmm. They have no, they like, it's just, it's maddening, right? It's the, it's becoming like, they were so focused. We've seen years, year after year, the problems with Antonio Brown and the problems with Le'Veon Bell. And then you got this guy, Juju Smith-Schuster, and he's doing the Corvette Corvette dance on TikTok or whatever. He's doing all these gaming stuff. It's like, focus on football, man. What's your, it doesn't make sense. I don't think it's his fault. Tomlin doesn't care. He has no control over this team. He He loses the locker room. He every loses the locker year room every by year. Week 12. Every by year. week 12. Every year. Because they get cocky. Every year. Avery Williamson on Twitter. Oh, the Steelers are going to – we're going to dominate this game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Same with Stephon Tuitt. Why are you talking before the game even starts? Why do you do that? Why do you do that? And, it, it, yeah, it's just – it's insanity to me. The same thing goes for Randy Fitcher. He needs to get fired. They, they have no plan besides doing these little slant plays, these little quick pass plays, and they can't throw the and ball the comebackers, team. yeah. Because they comebackers. played at Big Ben, and it's finally caught up to them that they know they know what the Steelers are going to do. They know it's going to be a hitch route on the outside to Claypool or to, or to Johnson or to James Washington. It doesn't matter who it is. They know what's going to happen. They know they can't run the ball, and they know that Benny Snell can't do it because James Conner's been out, and it, it's just a mess. It's It's a mess. Clay, I have a question for you about the Steelers. Up, so, obviously, you had the like the first seven weeks of the season. They looked like they were on top of this, the league. Right. You, you, number one power rankings. Yeah, they've had an easy schedule, but they did beat teams like Baltimore and Tennessee. I mean, I guess, yeah. With, with Lamar Jackson. So. But I think the thing is with that and that argument, you can look on it on the flip side, right? Why can't these teams beat us? Why can't we? Do, why can't they beat absolutely, us? Absolutely, absolutely. You know what I mean? I agree. Why can't the Cowboys beat? Why can't the Cowboys beat the Steelers? They, why can't they the Eagles? did with Garrett Gilbert. Yeah. Why couldn't the Giants week one? I, well, I agree. Because I'm at life. Listen, you know? Honestly, I think if, the, if I think if the Giants played them now, they'd have a much better shot. I, th- I think of they course, would. Of course, of course. But what happened from then? Like, I think Ben Ben looks good at the beginning of the year, but I think his his arm is looks shot and he's not he's moving even less season. than he already does. It's been he, a long season. He's got to retire. I think it's – I think the old. reason – Yeah, He's looking ahead. washed up. I think the reason is, is that I, I don't know, this might be the case. I think just everything that was happening with COVID and then rescheduling all these games. And then, you know, I agree. That might have messed them up. That might have messed them up. I don't know. I don't think that's a good sole argument, though, because you're still supposed, if you're 11 and no, you're you're not going to let just a couple weeks of COVID mishaps make you a bad football team, right? Yeah, but like I don't know, it can mess up like your process and everything like that. Like I don't Mike take Thomas, that, a very process-oriented quarterback, or or a very uh, process-oriented coach. Yeah, I don't completely shade away from that because that can be exactly what happened. I said three games in twenty-one days. That doesn't make sense. I think it was like three games in seventeen days. This team yeah, played. Yeah, it was. It's rough. Very and tight all, schedule. And the thing is, also, you didn't have. The, like the COVID list as well. Like James mm-hmm. Conner was out because of COVID and same was Marquise Pouncey was out. But and Dupree was. is out for the season. Exactly. Well, that's what Bush has been out for the season. This team is taking The linebackers are tough. It's tough there. They've taken losses. And if you look at teams who have overpowered high defenses who have won championships with okay offenses, because I would consider the Steelers offense okay right now. That's Denver. Not, that's the Denver Broncos that. of 2015. That, the New York Giants in 2012. Yep. Agreed. It's, it's similar to that stuff. And I don't think that defense, this defense right now without Bush and Dupree, that they're up to that level of Denver Broncos, New York Giants defense. They play the Colts. They play the Colts at home and then they play, or they are at it. I don't know. Uh, they play the Colts and then they play the Browns, right? The Browns would probably win the division. The Browns can win the division that last day. I think they can. I, I really. <laughs> Well, they I, I just they, they play the Jets next week. This, listen, I'm an optimistic tomorrow, guy tomorrow, with these with my teams and stuff, but this is just I, at this point, it's just week after week, it's disappointment. So why not expect it for the next week afterwards? Speaking listen, of, oh, I don't blame you. Me and Jeremy are Giants fans. Yeah, we watch almost the same thing every single week. Take <laughs> oh my god, weeks, yeah. I was gonna say, speaking of optimism, I do want to transition to the Giants. I know yeah, we all have a lot, we all have a lot to say. 
Ethan, I'll let you give your entire piece uninterrupted, and then we're going to go Clay, and then we'll go me. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's just the preview for the Giants game. What What are your thoughts on the next? Who are two they playing this the, week? The, the Baltimore. 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 Oh, geez. yeah. So let's go. Let's go three uninterrupted segments about the, our thoughts of the Giants and their playoff hopes and everything regarding that. Ethan, you start. All right. So thank you, Jeremy, for giving me the platform first, of course. <laughs> and I am not optimistic. I will sit at the edge of my bed and watch these games as if it was game seven of the World Series for the New York Mets, but I am not confident. I know they're getting Garrett back. Jones now, as Jeremy announced before, is playing this week. It's going to take a lot to beat this Ravens team. This Ravens team is hot right now. Lamar Jackson, when in momentum, is one of the scariest quarterbacks in the league to face. And the Giants struggled against Kyler Murray in that offense. And I'm telling you something, this offense without, I mean, obviously they don't have a star like DeAndre Hopkins, but this offense is very, very good as well. Lamar is able to move so much better. And the Giants honestly had a little bit of trouble containing uh, Kyler Murray. And Lamar will just do a lot of that a lot more. So I'm a little bit nervous for that side of the football the Giants are just going to need to be able to perform defensively. If they're able to do exactly what they did against Seattle and hold this offense to 10 points, I would hope they would win this football game. I really would hope. But the fact that they didn't score a touchdown last week, three red zone trips yeah. and they left two field goals or just one field goal. They kicked a field goal toward the end of the game. We can't have any of this garbage, any of this garbage, fake field goals. If you're going to go for it on fourth down in the, in the red zone, just go for it. Put your quarterback under center, put three wide receivers out, a t- couple tight ends at a running back, and run a play. I don't know what that garbage was that really ticked me off because that was the opening drive. They are criticized so heavily about special teams, and the opening kickoff is taken halfway down the field, and they're walk away with zero points. Walk away with zero points. That's unbelievable. That made me angry. I don't expect the Giants to win this week, but – if we'll, we'll talk about some key points, and if they execute those points such as no turnovers – Holding this team to under, I would say under 17 and a half points. That's a lot. That is a lot. Uh, that is a lot. I'm trying to think of a solid number. I'll say 13 points. They hold this team under 13 points. They can win this game. Other than that, I don't see their offense keeping up. Their offense just isn't there yet. It really isn't. It's going to take some offseason work to get to the offense that we really want. Daniel Jones may be that guy but he needs some help in the offseason. He's going to need another receiver. He's going to need a little bit help up front. And I just don't think they're there yet to win this game. I really hope they will. And if their defense executes and gives up only 13 points, I think they can win, but I'll swing it over. I think the thing is um, I really, I, I think if, if you can get like, I think their defense is pretty good. I think their D line is, they still have Dexter Lawrence. They still have. Yeah. Yeah, Dexter Lawrence is great. Is he a pro bowler? No, no, he's no. not. But you know who is? Uh, Ingram. Evan Ingram. But anyways, like if like if they can contain Lamar Jackson, I think like they have a shot. I think if you get like Jabril Peppers to be like a QB spy on Lamar Jackson, seems like I think they could be fine. I, I think they're not they're not going to pass the ball that much. I, I think it's going to be tough, and I think it's going to be it's probably going to be really cold. It, it it's going to be tough weather. I, I think definitely for sure. But it's tough. To Ethan's point about them not them getting all those drives and not getting anything on fourth down or anything like that. I honestly I think it's really great because it shows that Joe Judge he's he's no nonsense. He wants he wants to score. That's what Chris Collinsworth said. Yeah, he's no nonsense. He wants to go for it. You know, there's the passion there. I think it's just that Daniel Jones just doesn't have any pieces around him. Golden Tate, yeah, he's all right. Uh, Darius uh, Slayton. He's like, out. Golden Tate's out tomorrow. Oh, he's out tomorrow. Okay, so Darius Slayton. He'll like, get there. It's just, he'll get it's there. It's okay. I think, like, help. I think it's just, if they maybe, like, run the ball, I guess. I don't really know. I don't know what their offensive, like, I don't know. Like, there's just nothing. <laughs> like, Wayne, you get Wayne Gallman to run to the outside? I, I don't know. Like, that's how you win? They can't score. They okay. can't score, so I don't know. It, it's I, just they're playing a good defense too. It's it's I tough. have my presentation ready for yes, go ahead. Okay, go, so Jared. get your popcorn. This is what the Giants I, I, I did the math. This and I looked I confirmed it on Twitter. Scenario for how the Giants can make the playoffs. So they can win. If they win this week, they need if then they would need to win next week and hope Washington loses one of their next two games. They play Dallas week they play Dallas right? next week, yep. yes. Okay. If they lose, they can still get in. They would need a Washington loss against Carolina. They would need Dallas to beat Philly. And then the next week, they need to win, and they need to hope Philadelphia beats Washington. Crazy, crazy stuff. 
However, in terms of this Baltimore game coming up, I think you do get Darnay Holmes back with a knee. It's questionable. Bradbury will be back officially. Yeah, I'll, be wearing, I'll, be, I'll, I'll give my Bradbury jersey another chance. To hopefully it works. Daniel Jones coming back worries me again, just like it did against, against Arizona. Because, again, we reiterated this on the show so many times. When Daniel Jones cannot run and do a read option effectively, his throws become so much more predictable. And the pressure on him becomes more immense because he can't move out of the pocket as effectively. And he, he's not a, a, he's not a good quarterback in that, in that sense. And I'm worried about that a ton. Second of all, the defense needs to be better than they were against Cleveland. I mean, while the offense was brutal, the Cleveland was putting, put together two 95-yard drives. That's, you can't let that happen. I don't care how long you've been, you've been on the field for. That's something you got to stop. Let me, let me do a field goal at least. Two 95-yard touchdowns? No, you, that can't happen. Third of all, Evan Ingram's a pro bowler. I have no idea how that happened. That's our presentation. <laughs> if you, I, yeah, go ahead, Ethan. Yeah. Okay, so if I could just like respond. First, you said I think Daniel Jones. I don't think he is a terrible quarterback. He's and not. I know I've, but the, I've ranted. So he just doesn't have him. a supporting cast. I'm gonna listen. I'll add on what Clay said. He doesn't have much help. I think next year they're gonna help him out in the offseason. They're gonna add a receiver. Hopefully they add some help up front. You get Juan Barkley coming back next year, and that's your Daniel Jones test. If he can't succeed with that, then that's it. You move on, you draft a quarterback, and you do this whole process again. But I think Daniel Jones has all the talent in the world. When he can maneuver and move out of the pocket, he's so good. It's not only on read options. When he can just – when the the pass fails, he can take off, and that's where he's had some of his best runs. So he needs to be able to have his legs and he's just not healthy right now. Quarterbacks aren't always healthy. It's not like he's just going to be not healthy his entire career. He can stay healthy. And when he's healthy, I expect him to be productive. He usually throws the ball with absurd accuracy. His decision-making is something that hopefully can be worked on because some of the throws he has result in awful interceptions. I expect that to be, I hope for next season that that's fixed. And that's where if it's not, then you move on from Jones. But that's the first point. And Jeremy, you talked about how they gave up two 95-yard drives. And that is the offense fault. The offense goes three and out, and all of a sudden you wore the defense out by the second half. Exactly. That's yeah, the problem. The defense can only that's play that's good football good for a, a certain point. amount of time. This they were completely worn out by the second half. All of a sudden, just these long drives just were like it was bound to happen at that point. It really was. And yes, third of all, your point, Evan Ingram, a pro bowler, no idea how it happened. I think I, I think going uh, I, I agree with Ethan's point. I think it's just that Kareem Hunt and uh, who's the other running back for Chubb? Chubb. These guys Chubb. are the, the, these they're, guys they're run dominant. it down your throat, and there's nothing you do better. And I think what they're I think what they did this week. I think they watched a lot of game film and they emphasize on that. They emphasize the running attack because J.K. Dobbins is literally going to come for their throat. That's like all the Ravens game. Much. You know they're, what I mean? All they do. Seventy five percent of the time. So they're going to come for their throat. So it's going to be a defensive scheme that's going to try and stop that. The Giants need to take the ball away two to three times this week to win this game. They need takeaways, especially when the Ravens are Lamar's not the greatest thrower. Let me me put that out there. Lamar's not not the most accurate thrower in the world. They need to take the ball away. And listen, he does fumble. It's not like last year when he fumbled one time. This guy loses the football. He's he's come back to earth as not only just this guy who runs the ball and can take any hit anymore. The Giants have guys – really strong linebackers who took four force fumbles recover fumbles this they need to be able to take the ball away at least two times to win this football game and that's where i stand defensively i think they could do it i i, I think they can i think if they just as they i said earlier Seattle. if you can get a qb spy on on lamar jackson and you can you can contain him in some way i think he i think he gets he gets trigger happy and he throws the ball mm-hmm. he's not i don't know if he's the most accurate passer no, he's, he's, the, he's the most He's the most smart, but like so hopefully Bradbury could do something about it. Like I, I want Bradbury on Marquise Brown for sure. And Marquise Definitely. Brown struggles catching the ball. Period. It does, Bradbury, yeah. I, I don't, I don't see him yeah, having much success. I, I at all. think the Giants' defense, if 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 the if the, if the offense, okay, usually I'm for deferring to start like a game if you if you win the toss to kick off. But if the Giants can win the can get the get the ball first and. If they score and we go up seven nothing somehow to right away, I really like how you how gain that. Yeah, you gain that confidence. Yeah, right? for, especially for Daniel Jones, who's been out. You give the. I agree the, with that. They yeah. should go for it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's gonna, they uh, should go for it, but they is, shouldn't do that garbage this, special team fake. That's this, where this, I was at. That's this is my. Out. This no is my. Way. Okay, and it, it, which is crazy because week five they faked the field goal against Dallas that was called back because of an illegal shift, but it didn't have an impact on the play. They made it. They ran a great fake field goal to Evan Ingram. Like it was really well executed. Aside from the penalty, obviously, but then you 
you made that fake field goal, the fake field goal against the the Browns was ridiculous. I don't know if they were. It doing just didn't that. make sense. Stupid. That's what it, was, it was weird. It just didn't make sense. <laughs> and Graham Gano was wide open, and they missed him. <laughs> um. Anyway, so at the end of the day, we're kind of all stand on the same page for the Giants. They need to. They need to be able to turn the ball over. Their offense needs to be stay on the field and not just go three and out every time. Even if you're not going to score, you have to take some time off the clock, give some rest for the defense because. You- multiple three and outs are just going to cause in 90 yard drives. And all of a sudden that's an eight yeah. yard and eight minute drive and the quarter's halfway over and the game's halfway over. Yeah. You, th- you think they win? No, <laughs> no, but I, I also, if do they execute they what we said, if the giants execute what we said, they'll win. Look, Clay, this is what, this is what happens with me. I'll be like, the Giants are going to stupid. They're going to, they're going to soon as they lose, it's going to be frustrating. Then the ball gets kicked off. And all of a sudden I think they're going to win. I mean, see, I mean, the, That's, the ball gets kicked off That's like, being the, a fan. when, when they That's kick off the ball. I'm all, right of, I'm all of a sudden invested, and I think they're I'm coming up with these scenarios. <laughs> I'm, in in my this, mind. I'm in this zone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's when Twitter comes into play, and you start <laughs> emptying, emptying your thoughts on Twitter. It's like, oh my god, yeah. it's the Messiah. Daniel Jones, they're gonna the win. Messiah. They're gonna win. And as long as they execute this, Bro, all right, you should have right. seen. No, you you should have seen me and my 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 roommate and I were my roommate Max Finkelstein. We're both huge Giants fans, right? After Daniel Jones's majestic come, me, debut against Tampa, the, the Buccaneers, yeah. we, I, I was on me on campus. I was going. I, that was like that was yeah, they won by the missed field goal. Too. Oh, you guys, yeah, they oh. shouldn't have won. They shouldn't have won at all. The defense blew that game completely. So and they, funny. And my roommates are not really into sports, so when I'm, uh, it's Sunday, yeah, like <laughs> it's it's a it's a game over. Like oh, I'm, it's go time. I'm going crazy. Every game I go crazy for. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, no, you There's got only it. 17 of them. There's only 17 yeah, you got Sundays it. like that. 16. You make the no, most totally. Of them. All right. Um, so let's talk about, games. since we're running a little bit low on time, let's talk about one game. And the game I want to talk about is the Titans versus the Packers. Sunday night football. This is a huge test for both these teams because these teams are both going to be playoff bound. Green Bay is still fighting to play the playoffs through the, the NFC playoffs through Lambeau. And that's huge for them. Who wins this game? I'll go to Jeremy first. Uh, so I have a brilliant. So I, I have I have Green Bay. I forgot to mention this. I'm starting um, Lamar Jackson. I'm still starting him against you in fantasy in the finals this week. All I'm right. playing Ethan in the finals, Clay. If you didn't know, in our fantasy Ooh, week, very so nice. Very and nice. I also have Aaron Jones against Ethan in fantasy. Oh, why have we never brought that up? That we were playing each other in the fantasy. Yeah, club? I know. That's so, <laughs> but 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 so I have I am hoping that Aaron Jones runs the ball down that Tennessee defense's throw. I think at the end of the day, Tennessee can definitely keep up. Ryan Tannehill has definitely impressed me. However, I think Green Bay's experience is going to overwhelm Tennessee's yeah. Tennessee's offense and defense. I agree. I agree with you, Jeremy. I think Green Bay wins this game. And I think that if the Titans don't win, it's, it's almost like them like staying like from an average team to like an elite team. You know, if you can beat Green Bay, I I don't know if they can do it. I don't know if they can. I I mean, they're probably going to play the Steelers in the playoffs, but I, 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 yeah, I, I don't have any hope for them to be honest. The thing that does scare me is, and it's the, this is the biggest test of the game for me for the Green Bay Packers. I think they'll win, but how can they? How do they deal with Derrick Henry in the running game? Because this yeah, that's defense true. has been tested. I mean, it has not been tested too much this season running wise. They're going to face a real running back, a running back that is going to have a huge impact on the game as he does every single time. How do they deal with that? Because we know their offense. We know Rodgers and Adams and Jones, and these guys with company drive down the field almost every single time they touch the football. But how is this defense going to respond? Are they going to get worn out? That's what I'm looking for. I think the Packers win this game. But it wouldn't shock me to see Derrick Henry take this game over and the Titans win, and then that would bring fear for me for the Green Bay Packers. Is AJ Brown playing? He's not. He's not playing. That's yeah, that kind of that's a really. tough. That that's tough. It's it because is. honestly, if he was playing, I think they could. They could probably close. They, they could. They punch it out. They it's could. not like it's not like these teams are so far apart. These teams have a chance to meet in February. It's not out of the picture to say that. I think Green Bay, but like honestly, overall, I think Green Bay is very overrated. I think they are think extremely so? yes. Extremely. Well, speaking of Green Bay, let's move into our debate. So on under review, we put one topic under review and we debate this it. Is our, this Usually, is our it's just topic. I'm assuming. Sorry. This is our conclusion topic. I'm this assuming. will be our conclusion, conclusion topic. topic. We've been running for almost an hour. <laughs> so Clay, this is if you yes. This is what this is the little rundown. We put a topic under review, and you either accept the play on the field or you reject it, and we debate. Usually, it's just me and Jeremy. So now we got three I people going it. at it. So 
the topic is, is there a team that can beat the Chiefs? So the way this worked out, Jeremy had picked a team, Clay picked a team, and I'll defend the Chiefs. So we'll kind of just go at it, I guess the three of us going at it. But so I'll start with the opening statement. Is there a team that can beat the Chiefs? And I think there isn't. I realistically think there isn't. How can you beat the Chiefs? It's keeping up with them offensively. They'll we talked, me and Jeremy were able to talk with Bruce Murray last week of Sirius XM, and he was explaining that the old rule of defense, defense, defense wins championships is out of the door. It's not, it's not there anymore. If you don't have a good quarterback and a good offense, you can't win, tackle, you can't win championships. Left, Sorry? And a left tackle and an edge rusher. And that as well. I think the Chiefs have that. Their offense is the best in football. I don't think the only way to beat the Chiefs is beating them in a shootout. I think a team would need to put up 40 to 50 points to beat the Chiefs in a playoff game. I don't think there's one team in the, in the postseason that can do that. I'm going to disagree. Uh, I, Matt Cain, if you're listening to this, you're going to be happy with me. I got to go Green Bay here. I think they can definitely beat the Packers, the Chiefs, excuse me. Look at the way their offense runs, all right? Aaron Rodgers, he's like 37 years old. I understand that. But the way he communicates with his team, the way he just manages a game, I think is – we don't see that anymore. He can make any throw whenever he needs to do it. He can scramble whenever he needs to. He's got elite receivers in Devontae Adams. And Robert Tunyon's had a great year at tight end. I think he should have made the Pro Bowl over Evan Ingram. Aaron Jones, Jamal, Aaron Jones is a Pro Bowl running back. Jamal Williams is a good backup. And then on the defensive side, you have the, the Darius and Preston Smith, Jair Alexander, Kenny Clark. You got so many good pieces on that team that do know how to play football on an elite level. So why not them? Tell me that, Jeremy. I I'm, don't get me wrong. I think that's a team that definitely can beat the Chiefs. But oh, so you just, oh, everything you just have you a mic. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, it's listen, over. listen the to where I'm over. coming. Listen to where I'm coming. I'm saying that they can, but they won't because everything you said, the Chiefs top. Well, Holmes can do let, everything let a whole lot team. better than Rodgers right now. He can throw oh. the ball farther. He can move way far out of the pocket. Let Clay put in this team. Oh, okay, go. I got you. Uh, I, I'm going to pick Seattle. <laughs> I really I like, like Seattle. Like Ru- pick. Listen, Russell Wilson, like, yeah, he's kind of struggled in like the later part of the season, but he was up for MVP candidate like early on, right? And the running game's coming back. I think Rawls is coming back soon, right? Uh, I think. Rashad, Rashad Penny. It's Rashad, Rashad Penny. Penny. Rashad Penny's coming back. Thomas D- Rawls. That's hilarious. DK Metcalf is the most athletic football player in the league. And they can, and like Ethan said, they can keep teams close. They did it with Arizona. They could do it with anybody. And I think they can keep it with the Chiefs if they can contain Patrick Mahomes. See, I think that Seattle, I don't think their offense can keep up. Because if you're looking at a team that could be the Chiefs, first of all, they would have to get through the NFC with winning three straight games or two, whatever path they end up choosing. The Seattle would have to probably end up winning two. And can you just keep up? I don't think so. Because Jeremy was saying, listen, Rodgers can move in and out of the pocket. He can do this. He can do that. Mahomes does that better. Their offense, Hill, Robinson, the best tight end in football, Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Miko Hardman. They have a running game. It's not like their running game is completely abandoned. Really Hardman is a Hardman very under, underrated receiver. Do you very see, underrated. Look at his he's stats on the season. Gets, I think three catches is the most he's had in the game this season. Either. Yeah, and they've been for a touchdown in 75 yards. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. He's got a he had, bunch of he touchdowns. He had three catches for 22 yards and a touchdown last week. Okay, well, look at the, look at the whole season. It's okay. not like this guy. This guy catches. You touchdowns. argue with Clay. I'll get look back to you on stats. that. Um, what I was going to say, though, Ethan, who started that trend, though? Russell Wilson. Russell I understand Wilson started but, that. And Wilson's been, Wilson's been there, done that. Mahomes is now mastering no, he, it. No, he's not done though. He's not done. I don't think he is. I, I think he's clutch. I think he is. I think he, he can, right. I think Listen, he can win close. Wilson is one of the, he is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. I think he's top three, but Mahomes is my number one. And what what Mahomes did last year, he faced adversity at every single level. He was down double digits in all three of his playoff games last year, and he came back with ease. Some of those games, he ended with blowout wins. This guy takes over the capacity of games so quickly. When you blink your eye, you're down. You're up 24-0 against the Chiefs or 21-0. All of a sudden, you blink your eye. You're down 24-21, like what happened against the Titans or the Texans, excuse me. This he is so good. Didn't if Mahomes I had almost to lose to the Dolphins, who didn't Mahomes almost lose to the Dolphins? That's the thing. <laughs> he lost the turnover battle four to one because Mahomes was wasn't on his game, and that they they pretty much almost they won by almost double digits. Still, that's what scares me. No matter how good that defense played against Mahomes, they yeah. literally picked them off three times, and they forced a fumble against someone else in the. I forget who forced the who else fumbled. I think it was Hill. Still, this team won. 
by a large by a large margin. Uh, I'm gonna. I hate to be. A, I, hate, I hate to have the buzzkill here. I think there are teams that can potentially beat the Chiefs because they have lost the game this season. They lost to Las Vegas, but division match. Are the Chiefs the better team? Yeah. Yeah, of but course. Are, are, are teams capable of beating them in the playoffs? Yes. So well, I, I, I hate to put a buzz to the... I don't think anyone in I don't think anyone, in the, don't think anyone don't, will, though. In the, in the AFC. AFC. Yeah, in the AFC, no. In the no. AFC, no. Buffalo? Like, I think Buffalo is a break. Meet in the, they'll they'll okay. probably meet in the AFC championship. Look who they played. That, that was the team I was going to argue if someone picked They're going to kill Buffalo. I was talking to our boy Dean Fence yesterday the other day. I'm like, yeah, Buffalo looks really good, but they played a really depleted Steelers team, and they destroyed a Broncos team. That's yeah, really exactly. Bad. It's nothing. They're it's nothing. Still... And you see all these people. This is what pisses me off. You see all these people on Twitter, right? And they're like, oh my God, the Buffalo Bills have won the first, have won the AFCs for the first time since 1995. Relax. Kansas City is way better. They have uh-huh. so many more pieces. They've played. Calm they beat, down. They've, they've beaten the five-win Chargers. They've beaten the five-win 49ers. They've beaten the, the Steelers, who are the Steelers right now, obviously. And they've beaten the five-win Broncos. And who beat – who's in the AFC East? Nobody. They beat the Jets, The Jets, Jets the Dolphins, and the twice. Patriots. They're all terrible. The Dolphins well, the, are terrible. The Dolphins are getting there. I guess so, but, like – They're getting there. They, but they I all, still they think – They got blown – they got destroyed by Tennessee. They got beaten yeah, by – Yeah, destroyed. They only lost by nine to the Chiefs, to be fair. They beat Seattle, which was impressive, and they lost in the, the Hail Mary to Arizona. If it wasn't for the Hail Mary to Arizona, they'd be on an eight-game win streak. This t- listen, this team is. I think they're underrated. They're good. If I, if, they're if good. Else, I think they're if someone, if the one of the three of you picked the Chiefs to to for this argument, I w- either would have went Buffalo or Tennessee because of their offenses. I think both their offenses are very good. Stephon Diggs has emerged into a top five receiver. I think there's no question. Cole Beasley has been insane so underrated john brown is making his return into the lineup he'll be looming around during playoff time they got a good backfield in singletary and moss josh allen is up for mvp considerations this year there's no reason and their defense we all know what their defense is jordan yeah. Poyer, Lat- uh, latavius white all these guys they're, they're not this de- it's not that bad of a team this team it's i want to be surprised not, if they, it's a bad if team we're, we're just saying kansas okay well at the same time i, I don't know i, I think personally right to now be fair we, we, we always throw away the schedule card with so many – we always use the schedule card with so many teams in this league. Whenever they be a, a bad team, we always just undervalue it. Uh, I don't like – I hate those arguments. Yeah. So I really times. hate those arguments. I hate the arguments. Too. Because and, uh, winning on Sunday is something so hard to do no matter the game you're playing. Yeah. Not against the Rams. No matter – they lost against the Jets because I'm sure they weren't as prepared as they should have been. Yeah, I was listening to one time – I was listening to Steven Stefanski, the head coach of the – of the Cleveland Browns, and he was saying that, yeah, seven, so yeah, and he was saying that like every week is tough, every single week There's is tough. No so you can't make that argument. In the NFL. You really can't. Yeah. Um, but like going back to your point, I think yeah, final, Seattle, final Seattle, maybe I, I don't know. It, it's tough. It's tough, but I think Russell Wilson is clutch enough, and I think that he can pull it through, and I think the defense can somehow contain them. Uh, and Honestly, like if if they can contain Patrick Mahomes, I don't think Le'Veon Bell's that great, to be honest. Like, like I, if they I, can I, if they can say, if they can shift the focus to Le'Veon Bell in the rushing game, then it's I think it I think they can win. I think they can pull it my, off. My my non-biased Super Bowl prediction at the beginning of the year was Kansas City Seattle. So maybe we'll be on the same page. Yeah, maybe. Jeremy, final statement on the argument. Final statement. Look, Kansas City's top, definitely the number one team in the league. I'm not denying that they have the the most talent, but I still think that if they when they make the Super Bowl, which I think it's inevitable, and they yeah, come up against a team like Green Bay or Seattle, they are in for they're, they're going to be in trouble. Obviously, the 49ers gave them a, a, a they, they almost should have won that game. Essentially, they pretty really blew it in the, in the Super Bowl. But they also had a bad offense. If they play a team that's remotely close to that defense with a, a high caliber offense, I think Kansas City's in for a world of trouble. But obviously, I think the Chiefs. You can never take them lightly. They're by far the best team in this league. I think the Kansas City Chiefs will win the Super Bowl this year. That's my prediction. It's been my prediction all year. It'd be hard for me to see another team walk in, especially to Kansas City in the AFC, and beat them up. And then in the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, I think that they would win this game. I think they would win the Super Bowl this year. I think they're the best team. I don't think there's any questioning that. I do like Seattle, Clay. I've talked about them numerous times on this show that they – I even made a podcast over the summer saying I thought think they would win the Super Bowl. So I wouldn't be opposed to seeing them in the Super Bowl, I'll tell you that. But I do think the Kansas Fun City – to watch, yeah. Sorry, what you say? They're they're a fun team to watch, Seattle. 
Awesome team. Kansas City. Electric. Yeah. They're electric. Both teams. That would be a very fun Super Bowl. But that's going to wrap up our discussion. It's been a huge episode. So much fun to do. First of all, thank you, Clayton Davis. Yeah, for coming of course. On. Thank you We're guys for having me. We're going to plug your podcast in to the link in description. Any other plugs you want? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I do a podcast that's called Energize. I do it with my roommate, Owen Romano. And uh, it's not really sports oriented, but it's like more... I don't know. I just like interview like IC students and stuff. And like, we have, we just, I don't know. It's just crazy and stupid. I, I don't I, know. I've listened to it. And it it's I've just listened fun. to it too. It's fun. It's, fun. <laughs> it's, it's just a fun podcast it's that I like doing. A lot of screaming and yelling and it's awesome. A lot of screaming and yelling. So if you liked me screaming and yelling here, you can, you could see a lot well, that's, more. That's It'll be I in like. the link and description. So <laughs> the podcast link will be in link and description. So many times people take these podcasts so seriously. And exactly. especially with Ethan and I, we just like to have chill and have fun. Just talk. I think that's the, that's like the idea. each other too sometimes. Yeah. This is the last point. Um, I remember like I was thinking about it like before I came on here. Like I remember like my freshman year, like I was so like into like stats and like just like trying to be like as professional as possible. Now I'm kind of like eh, like like conversational, you know, and just it, it's like honestly, I see how the this show and you guys do a great job. It's just two guys talking about sports just kicking back and relaxing. Yeah. That's, it. that's all we do. We that's listen. So we don't even make scripts half the time. Half of it, we just go at it and we're just like, let's talk about no, this. We, exactly. We, 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 pre- we prepare like things to talk about, but we don't, we don't script what we're going to like. Oh I mean, yeah. No, there's set. never any scripting. There really is never. No, any. there isn't. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. That's the best no, totally. Prep is very, prep is definitely very important, but don't overdo it because then you're going to sound like a robot. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's what happened freshman year with me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all thank right. you guys. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Of course. Thank you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. can't wait to see you on campus, man. We'll have you yeah. on. We'll definitely have you on in the future as well, as For we sure. will be eventually transitioning to VIC radio. So yes, once we get into yes. the booth, which will be absolutely so hell yeah, so we'll have a lot of fun. But thank you for all our listeners. Hope everyone had a wonderful holidays. Have a great week off from work and school and whatever you're doing right now. Enjoy the new year. And thank you for listening to Under Review. And we will catch you on episode number 18. Bye, guys. Thank you.